Hello, 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 and welcome to the fifth episode of Mixed Media Reviews Season 2. My name is Kelsey, and today I'll be talking about a TV show. This week's TV show is Netflix's Never Have I Ever. Netflix's. Netflix's is hard to say. Netflix's original Never Have I Ever. When Never Have I Ever first came out, it was on top of Netflix's, like, load screen. Like, I don't know what you call that, the box that appears. And being a sucker for all things made for teenagers, oh, um, but in like a non-creepy way, I immediately began to watch it. What I didn't expect, though, was for it to be so freaking good. I soon learned that this was created by Mindy Kaling, so I should have known that I would love it. Uh, and also, Lang Fisher is the other creator, and I found out while I was researching this um, that she was an executive producer on two other shows that I love, and that was The Mindy Project and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So again, no surprise that I absolutely love this show. Never Have I Ever focuses on Devi Vishwakumar, who is a 15-year-old girl who must learn to deal with her grief of losing her father, coming to terms with being a first-generation Indian American, and all the other stuff that comes with being in high school. That is the first season summary, basically, but it also kind of is apt for the other two seasons as well. And while season three just came out on August 12th, there will be another soon, another season coming out uh, at some point next year, and that will be the last season of the show. So there will be four seasons total. Currently, there are three that are out, and I'm kind of bummed about it, but it also kind of makes sense because I believe that's basically going to be Davy graduating uh, that last season from high school. So, but yeah, uh, today's episode will be mostly spoiler free, but I am going to talk about some of the character development a little bit. Uh, so that might be a little less spoiler free, but overall no big plot points. I don't think. Like I said, this show blew me away. There's a very good reason why this show has such high scores on Rotten Tomatoes and it's because it's freaking amazing. It can be a little bit over the top at times, but the comedy and the drama bits are really well balanced. And that's kind of also just what Mindy Kaling is all about, those over the top dramatic moments, you know? But this show it is thoughtful, it is silly, and it's heartbreaking. Just any emotion that you can fathom, I'm sure you'll experience watching this show. Davy is also a really great character. Um, she's, you know, like, like I said in the summary part, she's a young girl just trying to figure out how to navigate the world around her. She lost her dad, she even lost the use of her legs for a little bit, and she's just trying to kind of move on or continue to live without her father. Uh, and, you know, like most teenage girls who are having a hard time, she thinks that the way to help her through it and for her, the world to be perfect is by being a cool person at school and by having the hottest guy in the school on her arm, right? That is basically the basis of like any high school teen movie. <laughs> um, oh, there goes my AC turning on. Sorry about this, but again, it's hot. Um, so yeah, so she's just trying to kind of go through her high school trying to figure out how to have a better existence than she's currently experiencing um, and she very of course falsely uh, puts that hope into her you know becoming popular and her dating Paxton 
who is, you know, the hottest guy in school. And like Davy, I think all the other characters really have this great character development and they have great stories behind them. I love her best friends, Fabiola and Eleanor. They get plenty of screen time and plenty of story throughout the show. Uh, they're also really great friends, even when Davy can kind of be a terrible one, um, which again, totally typical teenager to maybe not have everybody's best interests at heart at all times and to also kind of maybe focus a little too hard on boys at the expense of friendships. But I also feel like, you know, she's, she's doing the best she can in this situation. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, her friends Fabiola and Eleanor are great characters. I love their storylines and I think they're very interesting and I am glad that her friends have more of a presence in this show. Uh, I Again, I think they're great characters and I'm really glad that they kind of help bolster the story. Davy's family, uh, her mom and her cousin and eventually her grandmother, they're also great characters. I really love that Davy's relationship with all three of them really kind of grow over the seasons and that everything that happens to to Davy kind of brings them all closer together. I don't want to talk too much because I don't want to spoil things, although I guess this is already kind of spoiling things, but I really love the development, the evolution, the um, growth of the relationships between uh, Davy and her cousin Kamala and also Davy and her mom. While they are slightly different, uh, Davy's trying to kind of, I don't know, it's all kind of related because Davy's trying not to disappoint her mother, right? I mean, she felt like she was her father's child. She is very much more connected to him as we see in flashbacks and it's obvious that without him she's kind of struggling to get along with her mom and of course enters Kamala who is the perfect Indian girl. Uh, or woman, I should say, and everything that Davy does is compared to her perfect cousin, and that of course puts a strange on a strain on both her relationships with her mom and with her cousin. And I I really like the way that it kind of evolves over time, and the way that she starts learning to. Well, I think it's two parts. She starts learning that. Just because others may compare her to someone else doesn't mean that she necessarily has to live up to those expectations. And then, of course, on the other side is her mother not always, you know, actively comparing them. Um, and I think both of those things together create a better relationship for both of them. But it's, I don't know, it's just, it feels like it's a real family of, you know, you don't always get along with everybody and at the end of the day you're still family and still kind of love each other, but I really like the way in which it increasingly gets better and it, they get closer over the period of the show. I also, of course, like I mentioned, the, the flashbacks with her dad. I really love uh, the little bits and pieces that we get to see. It's really cute uh, and it really helps to show you know, just what Davy is missing without her father, without, you know, the the other parent who maybe was a little easier on her or was maybe not as, you know, strict. And also, I love that it shows exactly how 
how hard a time Davy is having without him. These flashbacks or these kind of dreams of her father are a way to show us, uh, since we never got to experience their relationship on screen together when he was alive, it just kind of shows us that relationship of them together and exactly, you know, how, how hard that affects Davy and her, her life and why we see her acting out or behaving kind of in a, uh, an odd way at times, or maybe a bit self-destructive at other times. I, I really love all of the characters, even the minor ones like Davy's teacher Manish, but I kind of love Paxton the most. <laughs> Um, in season three, there's a part where Davy pushes Paxton to apologize to a girl that he has wronged. And, uh, it was such a good scene. Like, his apology is perfect, and he really owns up to all the mistakes that he's made. And he's becoming more self-aware of how his actions affected people, and how sometimes you kind of, even if it makes you uncomfortable, it still is nice to apologize, um, for those past mistakes. And I think that he just grows so much over all three seasons. He's kind of a dirtbag in the beginning, um, but he goes on to become this genuinely kind and thoughtful person. Besides Davy, he may have the biggest growth of the entire series. Davy also has some great progress, of course, like I mentioned, and while she definitely backslides a lot, she also continues to grow a bit more each season. This part is a bit of a spoiler for season three, but I love that Paxton told her that he couldn't be with her until she loved herself. It's pretty obvious how hard she is on herself, and it's very true that you can't love someone until you love yourself. Otherwise, you'll just always be questioning the relationship, which is exactly the kind of behavior that we see Davy uh, in, uh, experiencing. The be behavior she's doing. <laughs> uh, exactly what Davy is doing, right? She's questioning everything because she doesn't have that foundation of love and trust within herself. And also you kind of see her, I don't know, coming to terms with her father's death is the right way to put it, but she is kind of finally maybe allowing herself to grieve a little bit more. And over the course of the show, you realize she is starting to kind of move past some of those fears and anxieties that she was having and obviously you know she's not who she was in the start of the show by the end of season three and you can kind of see that by what she writes in her um that journal that the psychiatrist gave her uh at the beginning of the show what she writes about paxton versus what she writes about somebody else in season three you see that you know that kind of change in her behavior as she continues to learn more about herself and kind of stops acting out as much and starts kind of, I don't know, maybe being on that path to accepting herself and loving herself and maybe in a way accepting that she's lost her father and maybe finally getting a little bit of peace and being able to move on or at least be able to start existing in the world like she did before. Uh, to a small degree. Uh, I'm kind of getting sidetracked, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I really like Davy's overall arc, uh, I guess you'd say, within the show, 
and I think that her and Paxton are the ones we see the most growth, but I think all of the characters show quite a bit of growth in their own respective lives and storylines. This show is narrated by John McEnroe. Yes, that John McEnroe, the tennis player. <laughs> if by that John McEnroe you still had no idea who that was. Uh, and it definitely makes sense and it isn't totally weird that he narrates for a teenage girl, but he really is the perfect narrator. He has just such a fantastic voice for it, uh, and it makes for some really great moments throughout the show. Like in, I think, season three, um, there's the character that says something and he says, this was important, but not to me, but, you know, for the girls it was important. And, it, and there are lots of little scenes like that, and maybe that doesn't really make sense to you, but if it does, then you probably watch the show and you get how great he is and how funny it is that he is narrating for a teenage girl. <laughs> um, and you know, it's not just him because this show is obviously just really great at picking narrators for their characters in general. There are two episodes with Andy Samberg who is narrating for Ben's character who I haven't mentioned but is Davy's rival. And then there's an episode narrated by Gigi Hadid for Paxton's character. And they both did such an incredible job with their episodes, and I really loved that kind of extra layer that they brought to their character. Uh, much like McEnroe, it, it is helpful to kind of know the thoughts inside characters' head, and the narration just kind of gives us not only what they're thinking, but a little bit more context of why they're thinking what they're thinking, and... Ah, they all three of them just did great jobs. It would be cool if we had another Gigi Hadid episode for Paxton, but who knows where season four will take us. What else is there to say about the show? I don't, I don't know. I just, I really love it. <laughs> uh, I got really excited when it came out and I couldn't wait to watch it and, uh, for season three and every single season. I just, it's just such a good show. I think it premiered in 2020 and we've already had three seasons now, so, oh, well, I guess that's one a year, but I, whatever, um, it's good, it's a good show, uh, I, I love that we just kind of get this glimpse into the life of this girl who is a first generation, you know, Indian American girl, I love that we get some Indian culture and some Hindu culture, uh, as someone with experience in neither, <laughs> uh, it feels very real to me, um, though part of me just does kind of imagine this is like, Mindy as a teenager, uh, to an extent, but yeah, I just, I really love this show, and I am so glad that the quarantine, COVID, 2020 life that we had, um, did not kill this show, because it did come out, uh, in, I think April of that year, so it could very well have been on the cutting block, especially because you never know with Netflix, but this one has been such a good show, and I'm really, really excited for the next one, uh, season, the next season. There honestly isn't much about the show that I don't absolutely love, uh, and even then, it's just, like, things that I like instead of love, <laughs> so, um, I, I, I just love it, in case you hadn't noticed my rambling, um, that I have been doing for a bit now. That being said, though, I, I'll be the first to admit that Davy can be hard to like at times, especially in that first season. She can be pretty cringy <laughs> at times, 
And that's not to say that it doesn't feel like, you know, a real representation of a teenager, especially one struggling with all the things Davy has. Um, but it can make the first season a little hard to watch at times. And if you don't do well with cringe, it may be hard to get through that first season. Though this isn't really even quite a critique, just something that uh, some people may not find as enjoyable uh, if they see a character who is constantly just making kind of terrible decisions. Uh, but I still love the show and I still even love the cringy bits, even if I do sometimes kind of want to grab Davy by the shoulders and just like shake her and say, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Stop doing these things. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I can think of really that maybe could be a critique or something that someone doesn't like, unless of course they just don't want to watch a show about a teenage girl, but then the show isn't for you, so why are you watching it? So do I recommend this show? Uh, obviously, absolutely. If you thought I was going to say anything differently, you were not paying attention this entire episode. Uh, I absolutely love the show. The seasons are quite short, uh, only 10 episodes a piece, so you can easily watch all of what is currently out in like a day or two. Uh, I guess maybe two, because that would be 30 hours. I think. I think they're about an hour long. Maybe they're 45 minutes. I believe the next season is coming out sometime next year, in 2023 which is obviously not very specific, but at least next year isn't super far away. So hopefully we don't have to wait too long, even if it will be the last season. <sighs> Heavy sigh. And there you have it. Those are my thoughts on the Netflix original Never Have I Ever. Thank you so much for joining me. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Mixed Media Reviews Podcast. Please leave me a comment to let me know if you agreed, disagreed, or even if you have any suggestions, or if you want to say hi. You can also find me anywhere you find your podcasts, probably. Uh, please join me next week where I will be reviewing the movie, The Batman. Yes, that one. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Bye!